Give a fuck. Clouds. Apples. Biscuits. Religion. Fuck. 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 Desk. Migration. Films of the 1930s. Spending your money. Shoes. Scented candles. Welcome to this episode of Two Fooks, where we discuss what to give a fook about in your busy lives, rating it from 1 to 10 on the Fook score. I'm Marius, and in front of me is... Ow! Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Depending on when you're listening in podcast land. True. Welcome, one and all. How are you this morning? I'm, I'm good. Mm. How are you? I'm good. It's a blustery autumnal morning. The seasons be a-changing. It's a dark and stormy night. But it's a morning. Oh, no, it's just the morning. Yeah, it's just the morning. <laughs> oh, no, it's just the morning. That was another day. It was a dark and storm. Oh no, it's actually just the morning in yeah. autumn. It's just a little windy. Mm. I like it. I'm I'm enjoying it. Why? I just like the seasons changing. I like autumn. I like rain. <laughs> <laughs> then you're in the wrong. Then you're in the right city. Mm. It's uh, I don't know. You just feel really like it's the city of rain. It's the city of rain. You can see it up in lights. <laughs> Welcome to Stavanger, city of rain. <laughs> I saw on... Was it on Friday or I Saturday? Know. I don't know. I was looking out the window before I went to work. Mm-hmm. I worked Friday and Saturday, so I'm not sure which day it, were mm-hmm. it was. But I looked out the window and I saw this huge rainbow. And he was so sharper. Mm. He was so brighter. Big and full of color. Ah, oh, brighter color on the, the rainbow. Oh, there's more rain coming down right now. Raining. It heard you. That was practically a rain dance. Yeah. In this day and age, the rain gods are basically hearing just for anybody to notice that there's weather. Yeah. And but those raindrops aren't falling on my head, though. No. No, they're falling outside. They could be falling. Well, yeah, they could be on your head if you were outside. Yeah. But they're not. No. But <laughs> you're inside. Yeah. Oh. So oh. lovely. Oh, so lovely. That's one of the main things about this season when it's like the rain really starts kicking in. And yes, in Stavanger, there has been some serious rain. Torrential downpours. Serious rain? Serious rain. Serious oh, rain. Interesting. Serious rain. Cloud. Oh, uh, cloud play. Um, and yeah, I like it. It's good. Get on your rain gear. Get out. Enjoy it. Yeah. My yeah. son loves just being out even when it's appalling weather. <laughs> he just wants to be outdoors. <laughs> he just That's the great thing here because kids are totally ready and engaged with just putting on good rain gear and being outdoors. Oh, they have to. Hmm. Um, and in kindergarten and school, it's just outdoors. Yeah. Rain gear, outdoors. Uh, it's not something I was so familiar with in England. It's... I don't know why. Uh, it just is. I don't you know. don't have rain in England. We have a lot of rain, but that you don't have good rain, rain gear. Yeah, maybe there's <laughs> not such a routine with the good simple rain you, gear. You just have the newspaper over your head. Yeah, and think they you're teach good to go. children as they start in kindergarten how to get an old newspaper and hold oh, it over their head. Did you bring your newspaper? Yeah, I didn't bring my newspaper. Oh well, you're going to get wet, aren't you, Susie? <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh dear um yeah what else is going on what else is up in the city right now uh you get the feeling that as it transitions summer into autumn that the sort of tourist wave starts to fade out yeah. i'm not sure i've seen still quite a lot of people milling and mulling around the city um with their cameras and yeah, and also I mean a lot of people. There's still some cruise boats or mm, cruise ships coming in. People are enjoying it. I think it's uh, like I said, uh, having been part of the business venture with Ustus at opening the big place in the middle of the city by the cathedral. Like we really noticed, just so many different nationalities coming in and around. But you had a location close to it, 
as well. Re- yeah, but you, we didn't get near, not even near the amount of um, visitors footfall. Yeah, because that was kind of hidden away yeah, for compared sure. to what it is mm. now. And now, I mean, it like if a handful of people know where we are and come to visit, that's such a small percentage. The majority are just rolling in the door yeah. because the, we're smack bang in the middle of the city and we're open. Yeah, and they're visiting, and they yeah. need somewhere to be. So the everybody, all nationalities, some excited, some looking a bit baffled. It's uh, but yeah, it's um, it shows that Stavanger then kind of is, for all intents and purposes, year by year, becoming a bit more of a multifaceted uh, experience for people, yeah. which is good. I think I'm grateful for that. Uh, Marius is looking around as though there is someone whispering his name there, in the walls. There's like a weird sound around here. It's your chair. It's my chair. Squeaky chairs from day one. Ah, oh, what you talking about with two folks with those squeaky chairs? Sponsor- what do you know about squeaky chairs? I know all sorts about squeaky chairs. <laughs> Sponsorships. <laughs> Sponsor- no one sponsored us. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait for that. Yeah. We'll have to be rolling with the big time. To be sponsored with chairs. Yeah. Uh, or be sponsored with anything. But <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning and the fact that we've had like genuine honest feedback from a handful of people. That's way makes, more it better so, than... It's so much better. Yeah. It's so much better. Uh, I, re- I read a nice thing yesterday from... It was an article by Michael Marpago. M- M- oh, Michael Marpurgo, the English author, and he wrote Warhorse, which has become a big stage play in a film. Oh, he didn't write about us. He didn't write about us. Uh, he he might. He'll get there. He he'll get there. <laughs> yeah, finally, he'll get his act together. Uh, and um, the book Warhorse has become huge, and it's become a film. Spielberg did it, but he wrote it thirty years ago, and it didn't win any prizes, and people were a bit harsh on it, and. Uh, he was taken to the local pub by the poet I love, Ted Hughes, as a kind of a consolation for not winning any literary prizes as the book came out. No. And uh, Ted Hughes widely said, wisely said to him, it's as much of a burden to win as it is not to win. Hmm. Um, and you've written a great book and you will write many more. Boo! So the fact that someone is enjoying the conversational uh, disco that we put out once a week the is, ramble is pretty important yeah that, um, that means a lot to me yeah so whatever comes along the way comes along the way fine yeah. if, no, it's, uh, if it's noodles or if it's chairs yeah or just good feedback yeah I don't really mind we're happy I'm happy you're happy we're happy yeah listeners are happy good stuff people yeah um I feel as the wind blows, the leaves rustle, the seasons change, but the warmth in the Two Fuchs studio uh, ramps up. That uh, I'm intrigued as to what might have tickled your Fuchs fancy. The, f- the Fuchs days. are blowing in the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you've got to catch them, arrange them, sellotape them to a piece of paper, hang them on the wall, and I then pick one. I caught uh, a Fuchs right before you got here. Did you? Yeah. A, a flute was fluttering in the window, and you caught it. <laughs> yeah. Did you? What color was it? It was green. Was it? Yeah, with a little touch of yellow. Mm. 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 That's a and fancy green. Fuchs. And, and red. And some red. And orange. Oh. oh. And all the colors. Oh. That's a spectral Fuchs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rainbow Fuchs. It's a rainbow Fuchs right there. <laughs> You take your piece of paper out, mm. you take your pen, mm. you write down item after item, you go to the place where you can find these items, you mm. put them in your cart, mm. and then you go to pay for them. Mm. You're at the grocery store, mm. and there's no people at the registers mm. but there's a sign saying self-checkout uh. self-checkout I see where you're going with this yeah to the self-checkout yeah. register <laughs> to the self-checkout register <laughs> yeah. with the self-checkout as a topic to, yeah. to check out yeah I'm checking out but I'm checking out by myself um. mm. Mm. what are your thoughts on um, self-checkout 
the um, Ooh, crikey, crikey, the idea of the self checkout. Um, pros cons ideas. I'm. I think I've had some responses to it as they have cropped up and come along. Um, I am conscious of engaging to a degree, but also not wanting to use them sometimes. Um, I, I I can I can sort of see kind of an idea with the logic of them but I'm going to be honest that on the whole I think they are less uh, efficient and not a particularly well executed logistic um, for the shopping experience really why Why do you tend not to use them? One is that at this point here, at least, they don't take cash. And I sometimes have cash. Yeah. Um, if you're watching your pennies. Yeah, that's a that's a weird thing that we don't... you can't do that there. Uh, it all is card. Yeah. So if you're... You've got X if, amount of money. If you're a criminal and only carry cash. Yeah. You can't get Stop your... talking about me now, please. <laughs> You can't get your groceries. Yeah. Um, or if, you, yeah, you've just got some cash. Dare I say, if I'm going to be a little bit contrary about it, if you actually want an engagement with someone whilst you're buying some stuff, <clears throat> that's not happening. No. The other thing... You I'm, can talk uh, to the other customers yeah, but that ain't happening because people are just in their own world oh. people are antisocial i see, it, I see it, you're getting the pasta yeah how's how's that what are you going to do with that pasta <laughs> you're going to cook it in some water you're going to put some salt in that water you know what they say meant to be salty as the mediterranean <laughs> got some tomatoes there what are you going to do boil them down you're going to put an onion in remember to chop it up have a nice day you want to come home and have a cup of tea with me oh uh onion tip Onion tip, what, the, just the tip of an onion? Uh, only the tip. <laughs> Did you know if you take out the um, the center of the onion uh-huh. and chop it, uh-huh. you won't cry? Never heard that. It's true. You, like the, there's a, <laughs> you will if you stick it in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, if, if you take out that little... Nubbin. Yeah, in the middle, mm. you won't start to cry when you chop it. Hmm. Do you also know that if you have garlic that you've had for a little while and it has started to sprout slightly green in the middle that you should take that out because that might make your tummy hurt a bit? No. I've had loads of those yeah. <laughs> laying around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But the rest is fine. But it's the bit that wants to sprout. That so is, it sprouts uh, in my tummy? Then you get garlic tummy. It's, <laughs> a, it's a known situation. Um Okay, back to self-service checkouts because here at Two Fooks HQ, we want to get down to the nitty-gritty of the topic at hand. And uh, maybe I say for me, I haven't thought about it much, but clearly on a general level, maybe I've thought about it way more than the average Joe, who I think on the whole is happy to just go along with it. As a service-minded individual, as a service person in my times of employment... I both notice the lack on the customer side and a lack on the service side. And if you work in a supermarket, no matter how much or little you wanted that job, there will probably be a part of you that wants to actually help people in a public setting. And you do not get that opportunity. So Why? you are because you can't just jump in and say, Hiya! Hi! Do you need some help with those only Oh, do you want me to do... Oh, you but yourself. maybe you can't because you're not stuck in the register. But then why have the self-service checkout? Because then they can be around on the floor doing... They can put out... That's more. just a... That's a that's a fault of design of the checkout system. That's not a necessity to have two different kinds of checkout. There should be one kind of checkout that enables the service person to be more mobile... And assist people in self-service. Yeah, most 
stores around here are you have the self-checkout mm. and then you have the like the mm. and the problem is with that we will never get away from the standard checkout no but they're without coming up with a better uh staffing solution for how staff can be mobile around doing what they need to do and being on hand to assist in the self-service if you're trying to buy 18 cans of beer and you're only 12 and, <laughs> and, and the person comes over and says hold on a minute you're are those well. yours no they're not <laughs> it's cola <laughs> it's not cola little man <laughs> put them back you got the wrong my cans. dad said i could have them <laughs> and some cigarettes <laughs> give them to me you idiot <laughs> i don't think you can can you buy those as well at the self-checkout no, then you have to do the ticket, and then you have to go to the regular. You're, you're absolutely right. Cigarettes and paracetamol and... Alcohol. Uh, anything along those lines also have to go through a service individual at the proper t- uh, till. Yeah. I was talking with my dear mum yesterday. Oh, my dear mum! Hello, mum! Uh, land of monkeys, England, whatever is happening there. Um, Brexit country. Brexit land, Brexit, Brexit frontier. Boris Johnson says, EU talks are going great. EU says, no, they're not. Stop lying. <laughs> um, uh, and she said in her supermarket, the one in the small village where I grew up, they've in- installed self-service ones now. And queues, beeping, people don't know what to do. People don't want that experience when they go to the village to do their shopping. They actually want to interact they want to potter around it is a social experience as well we are not in the middle of tokyo or london it's not a metropolitan thing this is a village shop it it doesn't work with the psychology of the shopping i don't think the other thing that we joked about is because uh They'll have self-service tills installed in the villages in England, but <laughs> there'll, there'll be nothing to buy and no one will have any money to buy it with anyway in a few weeks' time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can laugh, but it might actually be true. Yeah. I don't know if you might have seen, you may have looked at news, we've talked nope. about news limitation, Haven't. but I have been keeping relatively... Um, up to date on some of the stuff that has been at least coming out into the media and trying to be very skeptical of it as well because it is littered with rubbish even the liberal and leftist and whatever publications that has to do with the brexit thing yeah, or, yeah. there's there's bias any which way you look at it that there, w- there is no clean information but that's all. kind of thing that would interest you since you're from there for sure yeah for sure for sure sh- the publishment uh publishing of a document called operation Yellowhammer, uh which was a document uh curated by the government from a lot of officials as to what might be the initial impact of a no deal brexit and it was an official uh um what's the word private um document for the government but they were forced to publish it and Hmm. there is a lot of stuff in there about stocks will run low supplies will be compromises economic situations will fluctuate um so yeah who knows what self-service tills are going to do for anybody in brexit yeah uh but at least here i don't know it's not I, i i personally don't think it's a very pleasant experience um for a small one or two item thing, it can ease the shopping experience because you can get in, get out. But that, yeah, but that would make shorter lines and more better experience for those who want to use the other register, like the regular ones. Mm. I mean, I can I, I, again, I can see the point. I can see the benefit. But I can't see the benefit of there being still the standard setup till situation and the self-service because one one negates the other. There needs to be almost like a rethinking of the whole end of supermarket experience yeah. that would enable that to be almost like a service center or an information center at an airport 
where there was several self-service things around an island and one member of staff who could come in and out of the middle and assist people but otherwise they could keep moving through but someone can keep an eye on it all whereas at the moment it's all a bit fractured it it doesn't really work plus in the standard i'm working at a shop setup i'm working in a supermarket setup for a member of staff they then have to sort of play um ringmaster to aisles of people all who are kind of half confused about what they're meant to be doing or how they're meant to be doing it or people that don't know how to do it will probably just go to the regular checkout but then why i mean then it's not worked the point is surely to inform the public of a new way to shop help them become more self-aware and efficient in their shopping experience yeah what are your thoughts on it because you brought this up so i'm intrigued what margius thinks when he's bought his uh vegan weekly supplies <laughs> in his black tote bag uh it's brown actually is it brown <laughs> in your brown tote bag yeah with um, some uh, bold nordic symbols upon it yeah saying vegan life Vegan life. Vegan life. <laughs> Vegan life. Vegan life. Um, I always use the self-checkout if that's available. Mm-hmm. There's hardly any lines there. Mm-hmm. And I can just scan it, throw it in my bag, and get out. Then you're out. And I'm foking out. Okay. <coughs> Role play. Oh no, carry on. You've got your pencil No, no, raised. I'm just... Um... Um, Margus, we know that you're a very nice man and you've been very nice coming and cleaning our windows. Uh, but we've got Window Clean Bot 2000 who can clean our windows way quicker. And uh, we don't have to talk to him and we don't have to pay him. So... Uh, we're going to do that instead. Go ahead. What are you going to do then? I'm going to clean big facades or... Well, the thing is we've got the facade cleaner 2000, <laughs> which we're rolling out across the country. And then uh, I'm doing some... we've actually got no staff in the buildings either because the works are <laughs> being automated. So, uh, sorry about that. Oh, I'm just going to continue with podcast and <laughs> doing uh, online store. We've heard you've been, it's very lucrative with podcasts. Yeah. Making the big money. So yeah. you could probably lean back on that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it just, in a time when there are more people on the planet every day than there's been ever, as far as we know. Yeah. Conspiracy theorists. <laughs> um,. It seems counterintuitive that we set up a system where people can serve themselves. We should be setting up systems where people can help people be more efficient together. Uh, it, it yeah, but that's make sense. that's kind of what it is, though, because people that want to get in, get their items, and just get out of there as mm. soon as they can or mm. as quick as they can, mm. they'll use the self checkout. The other people will use the regular ones. Maybe. Maybe it is a and, way of people kind of sorting out how they shop. And at IKEA, there's... IKEA! 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm... Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, there's also self-checkout yeah. registers, but there's limited to... or. When you go there, you're limited to 20 items or less. Good point. Now, and, the way, oh, yeah. and there's one person standing like in between those four registers to help people if they don't know what to do. Now, that's because a more in the, system. Because in the other lines, there are 3,000 people <laughs> with 5 billion IKEA stuff to buy. So they have to stand there all day. Hmm. I think IKEA then shows that they have, in a long time prior to implementing that system, they have thought quite long and hard about how that works. And I don't get that impression as yet from the self-service checkouts in food supermarkets. Yeah, It hasn't quite... 
seem to have come to a point where it feels natural. It feels integrated. Yeah. Um, but of course, for that, then the whole idea of shopping needs to change. I don't. I, I don't know whether shopping online and having stuff delivered has picked up in the same way here than it than it did in the UK. It has. Has it? Yeah. Do people do that? They do that. That for me is also a bit counterintuitive. That's also like self checkout. Mm, in a way, and I. It, it 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 again. This is just personal um, experience, but that's so doesn't have anything to do with what brings pleasure out of the shopping experience. The shopping experience is about going out, looking at the item, looking at the items, deciding, thinking what you might do with them. What do you have? What's in the shop? What's in the shop down the road? What's in the vegetable item? What? Uh, well, that sweet potato looks nice. Are on the we, pictures uh, uh, online <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the pictures online yeah but that yeah but that's what i mean like the tactile the, what we have arrived at being able to do as human beings is use our abilities of sight and touch to assess what is of interest we are fortunate to be able to choose we should use that sense of choice true and we are social beings so Mrs. Miggins, who lives down the road, you wouldn't have a stereotypical Mrs. Miggins in Norway. You no. would maybe in England, but I don't know what the stereotypical older lady or, gra- or granny might be called here. Fru Olsen. Fru Olsen. Olsen or Olsen? Olsen. Fru, Fru Olsen. Fru Olsen. That's she a mouthful. <laughs> shuffle down the road to get her kranzekake blanning and her <laughs> coffee and her kaffee 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 and her smurg yeah and her lefse uh, and other gaffel beat maybe and that might be her interaction for the day from the old people's huh? and kulkanis and kulkanis yeah uh and that's going to be her interaction for the day. Don't drop your pencil there. Um, that's her interaction for the day. <laughs> Two pencil drops in as many seconds. Amateur pencil user. Um, so yeah, she's been at home all day on her own. No one's visited. Why would they? They're busy. She's got stuff like she's maybe read or she's done some things. Grandkids haven't come to got to come by, and she hasn't got a doctor's appointment today. So she goes down, and there is then zero interaction. But except when her checkout purchase doesn't work in the self-service thing, and someone has to come and excuse me, her. can you help me here? Yeah, and then she has to feel like she's in the wrong. Because she's done. Because she can't use the automated thing. So maybe this is like a. Maybe this is like sorting. This is like. <laughs> this is like a simple euthanasia. It's like. A, it's just making people who can't or don't want to use these things unwelcome. But I don't think they will. Or I don't think there will be only self checkouts. There has to be both. But I think the self checkout is meant for more efficiency so not everyone goes to the guy behind the uh, register Mm. do they communicate this in any of their media i wonder Hmm? i'm wondering if the supermarkets or any places doing it actually kind of try and communicate to their customer base this is happening this is how we're doing this is why we're doing it i don't think they have I haven't noticed anything about that. Because if I've learned one thing, <laughs> I've actually learned nothing in my life. But if I, if I maybe learned one thing, it's that it is relatively pointless trying to enable people to change their habits unless you let them know why. why. Yeah. Because then they will form their own ideas about why that is happening, which won't correspond to the intention of the company or the strategy and then you've got a hundred people thinking a hundred different things and using it all slightly differently. Um, neither works. Hand up. Idea. Idea. Let's write an email Ooh. to Coop. 
two Fuchs gets interactive. Yeah. yeah. And, and ask what or ask what is the goal? Vi- yeah, goal for the self checkout. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. Watch this space. Excellent idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that will actually definitively give us a bit of a polish on the topic mm-hmm. uh, from an external source. From the source. That would be a great name for a hot sauce, by the way. External source. <laughs> Internal source. <laughs> um, that's a great idea. Yeah. Really. And we just think we could have done that with loads of our topics. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Actually ask an expert uh, for some input. But that's, I think, Mary, that's something that we can both agree on that is, at least from our perspective, lacking in this experience yeah. is the the clear idea of why because people some people think it's a good idea and some people think it's a bad idea and you think of all the investment that goes into for example airport um customs checks and um it's checking self. for metal items and uh yeah. fluids in baggage and stuff and how i mean it's taken a good couple of decades for there to be the infrastructure where people accept the fact that they are then queuing, they're taking the belt off, shoes with metal things on, bags into the check trays. Bombs. Bombs. Remember to put your bombs in a separate box. Thank you very much. Your swords and stuff have to go like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> swords. Um, I think I've at least twice, maybe even three times, had... Uh, Sword in your knives <laughs> or, or sharp items in my baggage that has been taken out completely by mistake, like a craft knife. Being a creative person as I am, uh-huh. I might just want to quickly make a collage. Wrap <laughs> <laughs> it out. There's some art. Put that up. Set yeah. that. But I agree. I think that's an excellent point. So, as I would not really be that bothered to highly rate i would i would objectively rate um self checkout stuff quite low because um it it I, I just can't see the it's like it hasn't all been thought through or communicated properly but that gives us a way to kind of take the topic forward yeah we get to sort of use our discussion for the power of good power of good so what's your score mm. oh jeez uh, cheese or jeez cheese oh jeez oh, I'm geez. just thinking about cheese <laughs> oh jeez uh, self service checkout I'm not fond of anything about the sentence or the idea really on the whole I can see the benefit kind of but on the whole I'm going to say I'm not really feeling it the three Three. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two. One and a half. One. 2.5. 2.5. It's got room for improvement if it behaves itself. <laughs> it might get to stay. If we can maybe get some interesting feedback, I'd be, I'd be intrigued. Uh, and we can also research this to look into why on a on a on a from their perspective development scale this is a thing because if you designed now from scratch a new kind of service experience that ticked all the boxes for the needs of the staff and the public it wouldn't look like that no so what about you dear man i think they're great Mm. there has to be like we talked about uh reason from the corporation why they have implemented it show us the show us the details yeah show us or tell us what's the idea behind it and everything uh but i think it makes the the people who works there able to make the store look more nice or mm. more organized uh, clean, uh, more presentable to people coming in. Um, 
you can get in, get what you need, and get out a lot faster. Mm. So I'm going to rate it at 6.5. That seems fair. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually quite pleased that it's a topic that we could kind of... Uh, be so far ahead or far from each other's yeah it felt it's it's nice to be able to sort of tackle it properly yeah um as an experience and as a as a as an active thing happening around us and clearly happening more and more uh, and that we can engage ourselves in it use as we've talked about two fuchs maybe documentary or something fuchumentary fuchumentary terribly sorry it enables us to actually take some of this discussion further. Um, and I can implement some of that idea in uh, the service environment I work in. Like, that is so customer contact um, dependent. Yeah. Because the whole experience is about the guest experience visiting and the staff facilitate that yeah um i believe a supermarket can be that interactive and enjoyable too um so i think that's good well done thank you topic one gone with the fook wind yeah well if i follow up yeah of all the myriad things that um, have been sort of gurgling away in my brain soup. Um, brain soup? In brain soup. Um, Nothing I would like to taste. No, you, you don't know. I've got tasty brains. Ooh. Mm. I'm sure if they were sautéed nicely. Yeah, that would be a real compromise for the vegan and vegetarian status. But uh, that would be a real harsh wish on my, uh, on, on my uh, deathbed in my will. <laughs> I want to contribute myself to a meal. Um, brain soup. Brain soup. Uh, something cropped up when we last spoke that I've struggled to forget. So I thought, instead of plucking one of my arbitrary topics, of which there are on this little post-it note, there are many, but I will illustrate... With a poem? With an audio accompaniment. Send to me, I can put No, it. no, no. I'm going to do it like this. Marius! When I talked about circus the other day, you showed me a video of you scrumpling up a circus poster. What do you think about circuses? Because I got the impression you hated them. (laughs) (laughs) That made me really laugh. Circus. Circus. I have almost no interest in the topic whatsoever. I've got some input, but you responded quite... Yeah, bl- like almost quite like I said circus and you were like 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 someone had just uh, got a wet fish and rubbed it on the back of your leg you were like <laughs> circus <laughs> someone's put a slug on my pillow circus <laughs> why but the way why uh, just the um, conditions the animals are put in all respect to the people throwing themselves from like lines or like ropes from the ceiling or dancers or people that does thing that takes practice good on them mm-hmm. but doing animal acts I don't support that at all and therein lies the the circuses Mm. I thought you might say that yeah Uh, but I didn't think you might say that until I'd done a little bit of research on circuses Um, luckily though there's a lot of bands now that 
prevent the circuses from having animals mm. is getting better, mm. but it hasn't been good for the animals. Mm. Agreed. Uh, uh, as far as I could find in the catalogue of... Circus? Yeah. Um, the amount of cases uh, and action against um, animal uh, cruelty was they hit them quite and extreme. They, yeah, it's awful. And people pay money to go see these poor animals and they look all cute and disciplined and no it's it's just wrong okay so the idea of the circus being essentially i mean it's shown as this idea of entertainment or something to go and enjoy yeah come here and have fun and in the uh in the background there's beings that suffer from punishment because they need to do what they're told is that not slightly similar to other situations where perhaps people are mistreated and suffering and i don't support that either no that's good i'm just extending the discussion here because i i I couldn't help thinking as i was considering the idea of the circus the entertainment for the group or the masses that it had some it had some similarities to things um in relation to entertainment which i was kind of a bit intrigued by uh the i'm paying for the uh someone else's misery yeah <laughs> to put it bluntly yeah but it's, yes yeah. that's what it is um so there is the grounds for there to be an ethical circus non-animal based a vegan circus we could call it i wonder if there is such a thing probably probably <laughs> where they uh are use stuffed animals instead <laughs> Just throw them to each other. Lacking a little bit of the excitement for the uh, horseback riding and such. Yeah. (laughs) Just imagine I'm riding around now. (laughs) Imagine I'm jumping. Hey. Hey. Easy pony. I just realized you ate one banana and you've got two bananas left. That is a three banana type day. Yeah. That is protein city right there. Uh, I have an apple with me. I am loving Norwegian apples right now. But we're getting off topic. Um, <clears throat> although horses like apples, they do, and the and you like apples. I love apples, so we're back on topic. And monkeys like ap- uh, bananas. Yeah, they probably like apples too. Yeah, they're uh, omnivore. Mm-hmm. Uh, monkeys also like eating other animals. Yeah, mm. so do I. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but there you go, see. Other oh. people, though. Uh, other people. <laughs> <laughs> he says laughing. <laughs> um, the man I could see credited with at least the modern idea of the circus, uh, I think his last name was Astley. He was a Londoner. He was an equestrian horse rider of great skill who started congregating horse shows on the side of uh, the Thames uh, in London. Uh, for entertainment and uh, gradually would then uh, invite other performers to come and participate Um, and uh, that developed and I think then in the 1800s P.T. Barnum in the States uh, then really supercharged the idea of the circus it was taken to the States by an American guy post Astley in the 1770s so it has some kind of into Victoriana developing of society spectacle people more people congregating in urban spaces idle looking for entertainment looking to experience something because there is a mass of people and what do a mass of people do when there's a lot of them they need stuff to look at are you entertained? oh, oh that sounds like a quote 
Was it a quote? It's from a movie. I don't just don't remember. It which sounds one. like something like Bane from Black uh, Black Man. I was going to say Black Man. <laughs> Black Man. <laughs> I actually saw that movie yesterday. What Black Man? Black Man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a film? The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, Black the Dark Man. Rises. Okay. Black Man. Okay. Was it good? I've seen it, but did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And then I saw The Dark Knight the night before that. I'm Dark Knight. down with those Christopher Nolan Batman interpretations. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, so, circus, entertainment, people, spectacle, service to the public, money-making exercise. Um, does this then equate to any animal-based activities for money, which is cruelty? Yeah. Uh, so, horse riding, dog racing, uh, cat bingo... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard about cat bingo. <laughs> Tortoise hockey <laughs> and uh, fox racing. Fox racing. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's that animal aspect that was troublesome to you. Yeah. I think I've been to a circus. I was trying to think of this once in my life. Yeah, me too. When I was like two, or two years old. or I went because everybody went. In inverted yeah. commas, and it was at school. I must have been 13, 12 or 13. And it was in the middle of a field, obviously, a little bit out of town. And the only reason going was because everybody was going. And yeah. people chased after girls. And everybody went home sexually frustrated, which is kind of what happens <laughs> at that point in life. <laughs> it was very little to do with the actual circus or fair. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you're going to the circus? Oh, oh me too, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no animals. That I remember. Really? There was the interesting thing which kind of led me again to think was the freak show, which was something that was added in the American version in the 1800s. The idea of the freak show, the carnival. And that, as far as I could tell, linked in with older ideas of circus or carnival activity, which was a showing or a looking and, oh my God, look at how big his ears are. I've paid, what, a hundred pounds to look at this guy's big ears? This is extort, but they are quite big. Yes, they are quite big. I have to give you that. <laughs> Maybe this was a good use of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know, there's then that societal thing of the circus, the spectacle, the the inclusion or opportunity for people, as we've talked about, standing out from the crowd, people who are different, uh, who had an opportunity to make a spectacle, become famous. Um, I don't know. I feel it was, the more I kind of looked at it, the more I thought it was a bit of a complicated issue yeah. uh, that is not done justice uh, from a semiotic perspective. Get out your textbooks, kids. Um, for the poster in the standard design that we are familiar with, with the red and gold and yellow and someone in fancy clothes standing saying welcome ho, 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 to welcome the greatest show on earth um that's it it carries so much baggage with it which i don't think we pick think up about. or think about uh and certainly in a can have can have society when a circus rolls up in town it is an excuse to go and throw some money on sugary crap uh sit on some rides, probably not participate in the exploitation of animals or people intentionally. No. Um, But I don't think... And and maybe people listening might have some input here or in their thought uh, caverns. Is the contemporary idea of the travelling circus around Europe, at least, linked to that older tradition of the family, the carnival the group uh, looking to really give that sense of uh, excitement and experience for the people visiting the circus like it might have been in the old days. Yeah. Minus the any animal... Cru- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the human factor. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we almost come slightly back around to the need for a checkout in a supermarket and the interaction of staff <laughs> because that I see that 
I work in the middle of the city in a big public place. I feel a sense of theater. I feel a sense of circus in that. Um, people are willing participants when they leave their house and come to a place like that. True. Uh, that they are participating in a social event. And um, I don't know. Maybe different setting, though. Different setting. Um, I don't know. I just feel that maybe because it hasn't been given a fook about in a general sense, a lot of the spectacle enjoyment that maybe previously would have been soaked up by a circus coming to town is now more dissipated in general society, yeah. uh, general shopping experiences. And in that level, they're very controlling and very, um, I don't know, quite boring, really. Um we just sort of go from one place to another and do what we're told and I quite like the idea that there's the prospect for <gasps> wow Marvel adventure without having to say oh the circus is coming sit down and be amazed yeah we can amaze one another true um hmm so circuses something you absolutely abhor if they have any animal activity if they have no animal activity whatsoever i wouldn't go either you wouldn't go either no i have no interest in going but good on the people doing the work for making their living out of what they want to do or mm. what they're good at mm. what they have been practicing mm. their skills like their language yeah <laughs> well done <laughs> yeah yeah Good on them. How are you going to rate this? I'm going to rate it at what it is right now. It's it's a circus with animals. So that I have to bring it down to a one. Yep. Um, or a ten. I'm not sure what. Ah. Ah. What's the topic about circus in general? Should do I give a fuck about the circus? Yeah. No. I give a fuck about what they're doing to animals, but not the uh, mm. circus itself. Yeah, not not uh, an an active enthusiasm for the topic so, itself. No. Mm. One. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I'm going to say something related to the, this is the whole point of two fuchs is to actually engage with a topic that was maybe un unfamiliar to start with so you can think and learn a little bit and i i think we've spent a lot of time talking about public culture uh, varying degrees to which we engage with what's going on around us and whether it is of a positive or negative nature. The idea of the circus definitely helped entertain a few things that maybe do go on, but that have lost their center focus. Yeah. Um, and I'm intrigued also with the younger generations, like they are congregating using their time and energy to experience stuff but it's not i mean i think we're deluded if it's going to the cinemas together and having a nice time or if it's going to the circus when it comes to town their their focuses of activity now are so integrated into what they're doing with their lives yeah um so the idea of the spectacle the isn't this something has I think shifted place perhaps into more of a media or culture um, arena and for that nature I think it's an interesting topic uh, it's an Im interesting symbolic topic so I'm going to say 4.5 yeah. because I think it it represents a need of society uh, that maybe has been forgotten and uh, could do with some more, I don't know, do with a bit more thought, do with a bit more folks. 
Um, where's our energy going if it's not going to getting together and experiencing something? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we doing? Um, yeah, all right. All right. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good food workout. Good. Fook out. That was a fook out. That was a fook out. What all the all the words we can make make with the fook? Uh, there are so many, mm. so many. Come on, let's make a fooktionary. Fooktionary. <laughs> Is that basically a regular dictionary with every word? <laughs> with the fook. <laughs> with the fook. Fook apple. Yeah, we just fookanize all the words. <laughs> we make a fooktionary. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. We can do that. We, it could just be an entire book. Book? Just fook and different definitions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, there's a little book. What is it? The the Rough Guide to Nearly Everything. Or uh, I can't remember. It was re- um, a small book related to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hmm. Um, we I w- love our listeners. I want a book like this hmm. that says The Book of Fook. The Book of Fook. Oh. Well, fortunately, we live in a hipster-generated era where we can have things made for our own enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make that. We just need to make other people want them too. Yeah. Speaking of which, at some point... Other we, people? We, speaking of other people, uh, we love other Not people. Not behind their backs, though. Nope. If you can't say it to their face... Don't say it at all. That's a big challenge in this time and age mm-hmm. and, and era we're living in. Um... Just a little nugget of honesty on mm-hmm. the end of that topic was uh, after the local elections here, uh, there was a big shift to the uh, Arbeiderpartia, Labour, Red, uh, and Socialist Left, Environmental Party, Green Party, they all made gains. And the right, or the Conservatives, whatever you want to call them, Heira, they lost footing. And uh, they thought they'd do well. And I was not particularly enthusiastic for their politics or their candidates. Um, And I'm vaguely positive that there's been a leftist, Labour, red swing and some environmental people coming more in. Swing! Come on in. See if you can do any better of this absolute mess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And a more pluralist local politic with more parties that have to agree before policies can get through if they are good at discussing and agreeing on things. My point was that online and in Facebooky stuff there's there's comment thrown every which way which is very aggressive yeah, and I know. very weird and very strange. I saw one of the candidates for Heira, one of the right conservative orientated people who before the elections had looked pretty cocky Cocky. And after them, looked pretty depressed. And it made me think a little bit, like, uh, saying ha, things ha, to ha. people's... Fa- well, it actually didn't make me think, ha, ha, ha. It made me think, if anybody could look at that person or someone who has tried to tried and failed to put their agenda into a certain context and then reaped the public backlash... If you can then look at that person and still feel a sense of retribution and uh, enjoyment in seeing them look beaten down and depressed, shame on you. And if that's the times we're living in, then that's sad. Yeah. So I wonder whether everybody who's outwardly criticised in writing online any party or any individual with a public persona and then sees them fail to revel in that and to mm, oh great that's really nice to see them fail and to see them face to face and how it affects them then I think that uncovers a deeper problem in our uh, contemporary societies that not only do we wish ill on someone and what they stand for we're also not going to be humane in the aftermath and see someone who might need help on a personal level True. and has failed in a task but as a human being is in need and in distress that gave me cause for thought interesting Good no thought. more on that yeah um 
In this lovely day of your life, in this week of your life, in this context in which you live and breathe, what is your value fook item of the week? Oh, you haven't thought of one. You've thought of many. You can't decide. Um, can I suggest an item for you to give a fook about? Do it. I saw you into your delicious cup of tea add a incredibly dubious chemical object. Do Otherwise, we have to talk about that? We certainly do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I've hit, I've hit a, I've hit a sore note. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who likes a smidge of sweetness in their tea or coffee, I would like to suggest coconut flour uh, sugar. Interesting. Uh, it is very good. Or just coconut sugar. Um, it might come under different names, uh, but in Norwegian at least it's kokosblomsukka. Um, yeah, I think I've seen that. And it's uh, delicious, slightly caramelly edge, very or, sweet, so you don't need as much, and it's good process on the body. I also use, uh, or I sometimes use uh, syrup. Yeah, uh, agave syrup as well. So th- that's just a nice little. Uh, but I'm out. Anybody so. not wanting sugar, you can hit up that. As long as it doesn't become a palm oil kind of issue yeah. and it gets completely overused and make orangutans lose their <laughs> houses, which sucks. Yeah. On so many levels. True. Um, what is there anything other than hot sauce can I recommend? <laughs> um, we've, I mean enjoyment factor wise i've been going for tea but i just love to put a chunk of raw ginger in my tea as well Hmm. um so i'm gonna say when you're making your cup of tea mix it up a bit do one spoon of green tea one spoon of black tea put a tea bag in break off a a stick of uh cinnamon drop that in too couple of uh, black garlic drop it like it's hot drop it like it's hot it will be hot don't drop it on yourself it's going to be hot you're going to get a burn on your foot a couple of peppercorns in your tea gives it a little tang Um, I sound like a really boring dude right now but (laughs) I'm not going to actually the other thing I'm going to recommend is the book by Daniel Dennett the philosopher called uh, Intuition Pumps my god what a brilliant book um, tools for thinking uh, and also tools for taking what other people are telling you to think and dismantling them and telling people why they're wrong uh, I know what I want to recommend yeah uh, the book I'm reading okay why we sleep ah. or did I recommend that no I just talked about it yeah I recommend it yeah it's good it's excellent it is that's brilliant I can also recommend another book I've started reading 1984, the George Orwell classic, mm. because of the era we're living in. And I thought, because it's been, you've heard the phrase 1984, you've heard of the book, it's where the term Big Brother came from. Um, I expected it to be like, yeah, yeah, you've got to read this book because it's of its time and the era we're in with uh, American politics and European politics. Uh you have to read the book that set the tone for totalitarian states and control of the public and mind control and media control. And I was like, yeah, it'll be like, I'll trudge through it, walk in the park. It'll be kind of what people have said it is. It is really not. It is Hmm. horrifying and a real wake-up call uh, written in 1944, 45... I think I might have to double check that 74 75 <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's uh, it, oh my god um, Just we just have to read it everybody has to read it I would say and it sounds so stereotypical to say everybody should read it but everybody should read it everybody should read it yeah. I mean definitely when I said to you the other day I've been reading up on neoliberalism and the uh, oh, it was published in 1949. Just fact checking. Yeah. Um, That's yeah, also why you sounded like you weren't paying attention yeah, to what you I were was, saying. I was not multitasking. You were multitasking. multitasking. But it was on topic. I managed uh, the era that we're living in: neoliberalism, economic markets, media control, 
all of these things sound like, oh yeah, we're living in them. Uh, but we've done a topic about freedom of speech. We are living in somewhere where we can be objective and notice and criticize and we have to keep doing it more and more and more and more and more 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 because otherwise we're gonna drown under the waves of simplified crap um if you want to get in touch with two fooks you can do that dear listener by engaging with us on instagram at two fooks on facebook at two fooks with the triple o or by sending us an email where can they send us an email darn you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's two no oh, oh it's two yeah uh, two who it's isn't it to info at twofooks.com it is hey bravo bravissimo bravissimo and that and you dear listener Mm. It takes the time to listen to our voices through your ears. Thank you. Thank you so much. Until next time. Foo.